The following podcast is a mass media production. Hi, I'm Josh Galindo. And I'm Crystal Galindo. Welcome to the Going Galindo Rugrats and Renovations podcast. A lifestyle podcast where we will offer our experience and expertise in building real, lasting wealth through renovating and flipping homes. And the chaos that comes with balancing a family of six, leaving nothing unsaid. Follow our wild ride we call life and apply our lessons to your own journey. Good morning. How are you? Good, thanks. How are you? Oh, thank you, baby. I'm excellent. <laughs> thank you for asking. Let's see. How was your morning uh, in detail? What did you do this morning? I saw you up pretty early. <laughs> I was up pretty early. I was like, whoa. I thought that was Kinsley. <laughs> so let's, let's, let's backtrack so okay. we can create a little perspective for the listeners. Okay. Um, I pop, we would go to bed what, last night at like 930. Yeah. Okay, we pass out. I skyrocket out of the bed like I'm laying on needles at like 1.30. My legs are sore. My lower back sore. My back sore. My chest is sore. My arms are sore. I'm like, I can't sleep in this bed. Mm -hmm. So I go to Beckham's $28 bunk bed mattress and sleep like a baby. Wake up at whatever time, 6, 6.30. Walk into the room thinking Kinsley's playing in your makeup. So I go to try to scare and it's you. You scared me back. <laughs> so what happened had, to you? I just had an early morning. We had to be up early. But Jagger was teething last night, so. Was he going at it? Uh-huh. Um, oh, I did hear him once. Oh, my gosh. His cry is so brutal, too. Mm-hmm. He's, like, trying to combat Kinsley on the level of cry ability. <laughs> he wins. Do you think he wins? Yeah. Really? Yeah. Wow. It says a lot. Because she was a spectacular crier. Yeah. But his is just loud. It's loud. But hers is loud as shit, too. Who do you think was the loudest? Jagger. Over Beckham? Yeah. Beckham's cries weren't like, wah. Right. They were like, wah, 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 wah. It was Chewbacca. (laughs) That's right. Or he did the Chewbacca cry. Uh, That's fun. Okay. Sellers or real estate agents. If you want to make sure your next listing spends fewer days on market, I highly recommend getting it staged. This is the best way to make an impact on potential home buyers. And you want to work with somebody who understands time is money and that will act quickly. It's also important to make sure that you have high quality furniture, which is why you need to call Thomas with the House of Vegas. Make sure you guys write this down. His number is 310-503- Three, six, one, one. So where are we leaving? Where did we leave off last time? We left off on what I recall guide me to where I need to be if necessary was I was ready to commit. Because I'm the most amazing woman in the world. To the most amazing woman in the world. You weren't going to find anyone else like me. Because I would never find (laughs) anybody else like you. (laughs) Yeah. So you are amazing. I chose to commit to Crystal. And I remember thinking to myself, I got to get in the zone here. So I remember thinking to myself, let's see. What does that look like? I think, again, always thinking in pictures. I believe that I was on... You know what? That was what it was. I think that was that moment. I was on what was referred to as industrial Mm -hmm. uh, 10, 11 years ago. 
now it's Dean Martin. Oh yeah. Yeah. And I remember driving by the Panorama Towers, mm-hmm. and I remember seeing a pawn shop. Okay. Um, this is in 2009. 2009. Yeah. And I still didn't have any real money. Mm-hmm. So um, I went inside, and I was, like, looking around, seeing if I can get a ring. And I was like, just just go look. Were you like by I was, yourself? I, can't I was by myself. Okay. And I was toying with the idea mm-hmm. of, like, do you propose, you know, da-da-da-da. And that was the first step of making it a reality mm-hmm. for me, is going in there and kind of playing real life, looking at rings. Mm-hmm. And I remember seeing a lot of really spectacular rings. They were really big diamond rings. I didn't know anything about diamonds. I didn't know anything about jewelry. Um, I think that's something that you learn as you get older. Mm-hmm. Um, I think everybody has a story about the first ring they probably got their, their lady. If they'd known more. If they'd have known what they know today, they may have made different choices yeah. around the ring. But um, so I was like, you know, okay, all right. I think I'm I'm on this. I think I'm I'm into this. So can I ask you a question? Okay. After you looked at the rings, yeah. everywhere you went after that, were you like seeing rings, noticing rings? Because that's a thing. Probably, yeah. You know, when you start thinking about something, then you start noticing it. Everywhere. Oh yeah. No, and I agree with that 100. percent Yeah, I I probably was. <laughs> I. Uh, I remember going in there, and I remember looking. It was like a five carat diamond. It was like gigantic. Um, and so I called Do you my want mom. To go back there? <laughs> well, I'll tell you why I didn't buy it. So I call my mom. And I go, Mom, I think I'm gonna propose to Crystal. And I'm sure she was like, What? Oh my gosh, that's awesome, fantastic. And of course, she was there to help me. So she goes, Let me take you to my guy Mordecai. And I'm like, No, nah, I don't really want to go to Mordecai. I want to take you to this shop where I found this ring that I really liked. And she's like, okay, well, my friend actually owns it or runs it. Oh, was it Max Pond? No, no, no. Even the the other pawn shops, the big ones. I don't remember that. The big one. She had some friend that either ran them or owned them. And uh, so we went and looked and she gave me that leeway, Mm -hmm. even though I knew she didn't want me to buy a ring from Mm -hmm. her. But she went and I was all excited about this one. And she's like, Well, let's go check out Mordecai. So I go to Mordecai, and he was the one that delivered the reality of uh, buying a ring from a pawn shop, Mm -hmm. which which was the necessary perspective for me to make the decision to buy a brand new ring. So I'm like, ah, you know, Mordecai, I mean, that's how how much this is, blah, blah, blah. But I can get one that's way bigger over from here. He goes, here's the thing with those is you don't know its history. That could have been cut off a lady's finger that was murdered in an alley <laughs> in Bond. Um, it could have been... From some, a divorce. It could have been from a divorce. <laughs> there, there's just so much karma behind that ring that yeah. it ended up in that case in that pawn shop. He's like, do you really want to give that to your future wife? Like the bad juju. Yeah. It. It's a spectacular salesman. Because <laughs> the reality is it's probably just a stone with some metal on it. And, and once who, you think of it, you can't go back, yeah, though. No, but it, made, it was a good line. So I was like, all right, good point. All right, let's stick here. So, mm-hmm. tell me if you remember this, because we, let's see, so we had to pick out the ring first. I haven't told the story in detail in a long time. We pick out the ring first, and then we do the proposal, right? Yes. Okay. <laughs> well, I obviously did that, but yeah. most people don't know that you were heavily involved in choosing your own ring. We're, right. Okay. I didn't know at the time either. Yeah. So, when did you expect me to actually propose, so we can create... 
I didn't think it was going to be when you did. We'd been together for like a year and a half. And what had I always told you? That you weren't going to get married till you were 30. And how old was I? You were 23? Yeah, something like that. 23? Yeah. So call it 23, 24. So there was a lot of time in between. Yeah, and I said, I'm not waiting that long. Yeah, there was a lot of time in between, uh, obviously. So so in Crystal's word, it wasn't going to happen. Yeah, but I said... If you don't want to get married till you're 30 and that's like for sure what you're set on, I'm not dating for fun. So that's right. You're in or you're out, and I'm not waiting till you're 30. You should repeat that. I think that's a very good statement. (laughs) That I'm not dating for fun. I'm not dating uh, for fun. Yeah. I want kids. I want to be a mom. I want to have a family. And I'm not waiting until I'm 29 to start that. Yeah. Good job. Thanks. And I think that's important for people out there to hear. You know, these girls that want to, what everybody has to remember is that if you have these goals for yourself or these expectations that you have for your own life, Mm -hmm. if you are, um, dating, it's easy to, to sacrifice those goals or think that they're just going to happen, but life is about making it happen. Mm -hmm. And I think that's more of what you did there is instead of thinking, Oh, I'll just stay with Josh until he's ready. Until he's ready. No. And you're not really making it happen. You're letting it happen. And with that statement, you said, I don't date for fun. And I remember hearing that. And I remember taking it very seriously. (laughs) Seriously. I mean, I took it very, very seriously. It made me think. And and I think it exposes the commitment. It's Uh either there or it's not. Because it made me think, shit, I either got to commit to this girl or she's going to move on. And who knows? But... Maybe yeah, you weren't. I was like, if you're not in, that's fine, but I, I, I need to move on if that's the case. Yeah. I mean, I gonna... was in. <laughs> Shut up. <laughs> like, I'm not going to invest all this to be disappointed and back, like, behind my goals, you know? Sure. Yeah. No, I think that was a really powerful place to be as a woman. I, I see it a lot with people where the girl just sits around for years and years and years and years and years mm-hmm. and then gets nothing, and it's kind of sad okay so my mom and i go to mordecai we choose the ring Mm -hmm. we didn't choose the ring actually we chose like a section of where the types of rings that i could afford Mm -hmm. would be and i think we did at some level a setup like hey make sure all these are the ones in my budget in this case (laughs) okay and that'll make sense as i progress in the story so my mom uh, has had a, this really beautiful stone that mm-hmm. she's moved from a necklace to a ring to a necklace to a ring um, a few times. And she asked if I would run it down to Mordecai. And I think I had some watches or something yeah. to that justified my personal visit down mm-hmm. there um, to drop off and get the batteries replaced or something like that. Mm-hmm. So I take Crystal with me. So we walk into the jewelers down, to, down on Western and right next to Cheetah's. Mm-hmm. Um, and... Uh, and I remember walking over. You might even have to help me with this. Well, I remember walking in because you had to get something. I remember your watch part. Okay. Getting something for your watch and then dropping something off, yeah, for your mom. And then you're like, why don't we just look over here? And then I'm looking, and then you're like, what do you even like? Like, I don't even know how much. Like, playing super dumb, you know? And I was like, oh, I like the princess cut, you know, the square. Oh, that's right. So, like solitaire that diamond. About. It was about yeah. understanding the cut. Mm-hmm. Good and, like, job. The solitaire okay. diamond, you know, just solo. Yeah. 
and I didn't really like the halo then and just looking at all of it. And then you started picking on me like, okay, you're getting your hair ahead of yourself. You think I'm actually going to buy it? Okay, we need to leave. We need to leave. Like made me feel like a little bit embarrassed. And I think <laughs> and if I'm I, like, wait, didn't you ask me? <laughs> like what? If I recall, Mordecai was there yeah. in front of us, probably taking, yeah. we're both obviously taking yeah, some he was notes like, or. He's like, come on, Josh. And you're like, nope, nope, we're leaving. We're leaving. I'm like, oh. Well, that was embarrassing. All right. Well, good job. I think I needed that to explain <laughs> that. That was a good, yeah. So that was your view. So you were uh-huh. choosing and I was shooting mm-hmm. you down, but yeah. I was trying to gather information. It was all part of the plan. So I go back and I go, okay, Mordecai, we have an understanding of what she wants. Let's do this with this, with this and boom, whatever mm-hmm. my budget is. Um, and then to note, to make a note on the ring, instead of making excuses for um, my I don't have enough money to buy the ring that I want. So that means that I can't propose. I was like, okay, listen, how much is this ring? And I'm not going to tell anybody out loud, but <laughs> um, it was this much money. I was like, okay, great. I've got this much in cash. And then I looked at my mom I said, mom, <laughs> do you have a credit card I can borrow money on? Which is how she's lent us money before. Mm-hmm. We just use the credit card and then pay back the credit card. So she, uh, she lent me the other half. So it was about making it happen mm-hmm. um, and, and no excuses. So I buy the ring. Now I got to figure out a proposal. Mm-hmm. So Crystal doesn't really know anything. It doesn't have much going on here because <laughs> it goes from ring to proposal. But this is all my scene. Do you wait? Do you remember how you got like the size of my ring? Remember your how? grandma's fake ring? Yeah. Yeah. Because you didn't know what size to get me. You thought I was like an eight or something <laughs> crazy. What are you? A four six? and a quarter. Oh, four. <laughs> Jeez, that went off 100%. Oh, my gosh. You know what? I do remember that. Mm-hmm. Was that downstairs in Chepstow yeah. in the middle room yeah. with your sister? No, your sister. Oh, it was my sister. Mm-hmm. And what did we do? Your, like, your we sister was like, what shit. is this? What is this? I'm like, oh, this is my grandma's old ring. She's like, oh, what do you do with it? I'm like, well, it actually fits, but I'm not going to wear it because it looks like a That's wedding right. ring. It's like a fake wedding ring. And, and my you sis- took that. Yeah. And my sister tried that one on, yeah. is what I remember. Mm-hmm. She's like, this is so small. Not even close. It doesn't yeah. even fit. And I'm like, oh, that's me. How funny. Good job. Good memory. <laughs> okay. So that was the other part on figuring out the sizing. Mm-hmm. All right. So we got the sizing right. We got yep. the stone that you liked. We yep. got the cut that you liked. Well, not the stone. We liked the, We found the cut you liked mm-hmm. and the setting. Yep. Right? All right. Ring handled. Mm-hmm. All right, guys, it's time to talk about our podcast sponsor, Southwest Custom Construction. Being in the real estate game for some time now, I know how hard it is to find a good contractor. You need someone who is going to show up on time, get you a bid in a reasonable time frame, and be someone you could count on. I've personally been working with Nick Marietta for some time now and cannot speak highly enough of their work. They will give you a bid within 48 hours and can be ready to start work as soon as 72 hours If you need a contractor, get in touch with Nick at Southwest Custom Construction. His phone number is 480-235-8148. Again, that's 480-235-8148. So now I'm like, okay, how do I propose? So I'm a big thinker, Mm -hmm. naturally. Um, I don't deserve all the credit on this one, but I was a big thinker. I'm like, okay, Nora's. Where we met. met. Yeah. Freaking Nora's. It's like everywhere in our lives. (laughs) There's like a roadmap everywhere. It leads to Nora's and back. back. Yeah. Nora's back. Um, 
So I'm like, okay, let's rent out the whole or take down the whole space or, mm-hmm. you know, I don't know, have a bunch of friends. I don't, I, I entertained the idea so lightly that I don't even remember what I was planning. Mm-hmm. But I remember thinking the best way to do it is to have uh, a proposal where Nora's or where we met, which was Nora's. Mm-hmm. So I'm telling this with my sister and my sister's like, no, I got the spot. She's like, I remember one year BJ Baldwin took us up to the top of the Bellagio inside of the bell tower to watch the fireworks go <laughs> off on New Year's Eve. And which is like not access to the public. Yeah. No, yeah. Excellent point. It's not even accessible. To the, it's, <laughs> it's, it's, it's totally inaccessible. It's mm-hmm. solely there for cosmetics to the building. Yeah. Nobody's allowed up there. Mm-hmm. So she goes, BJ Baldwin got us up there one year. So let me call him and see. So I'm like, oh my gosh, think about yeah, how excited yeah, yeah. I got. Cause you know how I am. I'm like, no way. Like how mm-hmm. cool would this be to get up there? Mm-hmm. So of course she hangs up and I'm just thinking, oh my gosh, please say yes, please say yes. I'm like really, really, really pumped on the idea. Mm-hmm. Um, uh, she calls back and says he's totally in like no big deal, which it was no big deal to them, obviously. Right. right. So, uh, I'm like, great. Okay. Plans in motion. So I remember a few different things that were going through my mind on how I wanted to deliver the day to you. And I remember thinking that whenever there's spectacular news that happens in my personal life, the first person I tell, they get the 25 minute full detail story. Mm -hmm. The 30th person I tell gets like the cliff notes that are like, this happened. Boom. Conversation over. Hang up. So I didn't want your friends and family to be stripped of the full detail to have a story, diluted story to have a diluted story. I thought that that would be really cool for you to be able to share it, share the emotion, the excitement and the details of in the moment of the proposal in the moment. So I said, I have to have a big party waiting for crystal with all of her friends and family immediately after mm-hmm. at my mom's house. And I don't even remember how I got everybody to go. They say it was, you said, it was a, you said you forgot our anniversary. Oh yeah. <laughs> and then you got everyone to go to the surprise me. That's right. Okay guys, listen, I forgot crystal's anniversary. <laughs> They're like, this guy's an idiot. Yeah. Um, okay. That's right. So I had everybody waiting at, at my mom's house. Did you, did you already know how you're going to do it when you talk to my parents? Oh shit. I didn't even bring that up, man. That's a good story too. It was a good story. I'm going to bounce back to that for a moment. So I ask you, cause you got to ask your dad and you got to ask mm-hmm. your mom. I, I, maybe you got to help me walk through this. I just remember being at home with my friends watching some show and I asked you where you were and you said you were hanging out with David or something and you were going to go eat. And I'm like, okay, cool. So that's all I remember is you went to go eat, but you took them to Nora's. But you planned it specifically so that Danny wouldn't be there because if Danny saw you there with my parents, he would know that you were asking and you didn't want him to spill the beans. I didn't want him to spill the beans to anybody. I didn't want anybody that I knew to be at Nora's working that night in case Mm -hmm. they saw me with Crystal's parents. And then the funny part was I got a text message sitting at dinner from somebody Mm -hmm. that says, hey, congratulations. And was that from Danny? Yeah, he did it from like a fake phone number. Yeah, just, just messing to mess with me. And how did he know I was there? He ended up being there. He or ended up being thought. there working. And he ended up yeah. being there working. So I'm shitting myself like, oh my gosh, it's going to get out. I, I don't remember that whole conversation in detail with the parents, but... You know, I sat there and schmoozed them for 20 minutes, yeah. which is like such a waste. Which they probably had some sort of inclination. Well, yeah, it's like, just you and not like, me. When, when's, when's Crystal showing up? <laughs> <laughs> you know, it's like obvious. Yeah. Anyway, I just remember saying, hey, listen, I want to marry your daughter. Here's 
how I roll. Here's how I'm programmed. Here's how I'm wired. Um, something that I think you can rest assured knowing in me is that I will always, always, always take care of your daughter under all circumstances. Mm-hmm. And uh, I think they were, and, you know, they're like, wow, cool. Yeah, right. they were excited. They were like, okay, yeah, she's all yours, buddy. <laughs> no, <please>. <laughs> <laughs> nah, they were cool. It was a good moment. <laughs> I don't remember being very climatic, though. Um, but anyway, so I asked. They said yes. Mm-hmm. Um, and uh, were very supportive and sweet about it. And um, that was uh, how I got permission to marry you. Mm-hmm. So let's jump back to the proposal. I'm planning all this. I got a party set up for after the proposal. Mm -hmm. I said to myself, Crystal's going to be stripped of the whole experience if we don't get somebody that can photograph it the whole time. Mm -hmm. Because it's not like it is today where you can have a phone everywhere. And plus you planned on me being blindfolded. So I wasn't going to. And I had to figure out. Okay. So the the ultimate destination is the top of the Bellagio and the Bell Mm -hmm. Tower. I got to figure out how to get Crystal from in her house to up there without her knowing that we're going up there because this isn't like a restaurant. Let's go to eat. Mm-hmm. Like if you go up to this thing, you know, something's going down. Right. So you're either being pushed off the building or you're being proposed because and if my nothing. eyes were open, I was probably getting pushed off. <laughs> there's nothing else that can happen up there. Uh-huh. So anyway, I go to the house. I've got my mom sitting in her car, you know, a few car lengths away from the house, snapping photos. My house. Go. They're at my house. Excuse me. At Crystal's up. house. Um, and, uh, I pick her up. Do you remember that you had to wait? I had to wait. Because you're always late. So it was the one time I was like, you know what? He's always late. I'm going to make him wait because he always makes me wait and he's not going to be on time anyways. And then you were there early and I was like, oh my gosh. And I was rushing. I remember you were in the bathtub. I knew I shouldn't have been late. Yes. You were still in the bathtub when I showed up. Yeah, I was shaving my legs. And normally I probably wouldn't care, but you could think the amount of things that had to happen and and everybody's. Yeah, you're kind of irritated. I'm like, you are always late. (laughs) Get your (laughs) ass out of the fucking bathtub. (laughs) (laughs) Just pull the plug and turn on the shower. Shut up. No, think. I mean, think how much right. I had going on. I my know, mom's outside waiting. Yeah. BJ and his girlfriend or wife at the time are waiting for us yeah, with my sister. To walk then once up. that's all done, we got a party of like 50 people waiting in right. my mom's house. And Chris is like, I'm not, I'm not getting out of this bathtub. I'm going to be late today, so you know how it feels. <laughs> that's a sweet moment. All right, so I was able to swoop her up, spin her in a circle, and she was dressed and blindfolded. Yep. And we start walking out the door. My mom, that's the first visual I've got because we have photos of it. Mm-hmm. So it's easy to recap. So it's me and, oh, and I remember going to H&M and buying like the biggest, baddest peak coat I could possibly get. Mm-hmm. And I remember it was $220 or something like that. Mm-hmm. And I was like, this is so much money, but it looks so good and it's so warm. And the crazy thing is, is that I still wear it today yeah, you still use and that. it still looks great today. Mm-hmm. I mean, a 10 year old jacket for $200, mm-hmm. it's whatever it was. Um, so I remember being dressed in my jacket, mm-hmm. uh, blue you, jeans. You told when we got in the car, I'm like, well, where are we going? And you said, well, we're going to city center. And I didn't want, I wanted it to be like a huge surprise because city center wasn't open yet. So that's why you were telling me I was blindfolded. Yeah. I'm sorry. That's probably a good point. You yeah. got to somehow justify the blindfold. Mm-hmm. So I was obsessed with what city center was with, with, with it being built. I was mm-hmm. always impressed with how, what a spectacular development it was uh-huh. and each phase and 
whatever. And Crystal knew that because I constantly vocalized it to her. So, mm-hmm. and she also knew that my sister was friends with BJ and BJ's family was connected with the casinos. So that when I said to her, Hey, we are going to, um, go to a soft opening at yeah, city center, like the play days, mm-hmm. the play day. Yeah. And, uh, I don't want you to, I want it to be a surprise. Yeah. So it's, it, you know, cause I don't want anybody thinking, Oh, she knew she no, knew. No, I she didn't, didn't know. Trust me. And even if she had an idea, she didn't think that she was going to take the blindfold off 50 stories in the sky right, inside right. the bell tower at the Bellagio. Yeah. So even if she did know, she didn't know what she was going to be into. That was what I knew for sure. Mm-hmm. I was like, worst case scenario, there's no way she's going to think this is where right. she's going to end up. So um, jump in the car, drive down there. Mom's shooting some photos. We get to valet. Of course, they did their job by opening the woman's door first. And they say, welcome to Bellagio. I almost punched this guy I in didn't his throat. Hear him, <laughs> I'm like, you motherfucker. Nah, he, he, it, it was what it was. But I, I think he said it at a distance. And I remember it wasn't enough to spoil the gig. And, right, and right, you, right. You know, whatever. So, but I remember personally being like, oh my gosh, I did, how did I not think of that? Um, so you grab my arm, mm-hmm. mom's still shooting. I see, uh, BJ and my sister, they start walking us to the, through the casino, which I'm hearing slot machines. Ding, I'm like, ding, if ding, this ding, 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 ding. casino's closed, why are all these slot machines going off? Yeah. And as I were walking through, I'm like, Oh my gosh, babe, you should see oh, all yeah, these you're things. Totally it's so beautiful. Yeah. <laughs> I and wish I could, you could see And this. I could hear your mom's camera clicking, but I didn't know what it was. I'm like, what And is then that somebody click? else, somebody else walks by us and goes, congratulations or something like oh, that. Do you remember that? I don't remember And if you don't, that. to be honest, if you don't remember it, it's something. And I was like, oh, somebody's being proposed to. Oh. Do you remember that at I all? I feel like I remember that. And I remember thinking like, Man, if he's this excited about City Center, what is he going to do when he proposes? <laughs> All right. So, um, okay. So, proposal. Mm-hmm. So, we get in the elevator. It's like, uh, I don't know, call it 50 stories. I don't know how tall it is. Cosmo's like 70. So, it's probably mm-hmm. 50. Okay. So, they shoot us all the way to the top. Um, I remember like having to look around that elevator and trying to keep everybody quiet too. Mm-hmm. Like, cause it was, should have been like a construction elevator and yeah, there's like yeah. other people getting in it. And I think it stopped on three floors and it, it stopped. And then we had to go up like three flights of stairs of like outdoor. Well, that was the top floor. Yeah. And then we, when we finally got out, yes, but that wasn't just a random oh, stop. Okay, I was saying it. like, like each time it stopped, it's like another guy's going to oh. get in here and be like, Oh my gosh, she's blindfolded. Oh, it's so got cute. It, got it, got it, got what got are you guys it, yeah. doing? Um, so we keep zipping up to the top. And like you said, we get mm-hmm. out, walk down the, the hallway of the yeah. hotel rooms. Mm-hmm. There's like this wallpapered sealed door, mm-hmm. <laughs> like this super like secret door. And uh, we open it up and we have to like step really high into it. It was like an elevated door. It wasn't like a door flush to the ground or with steps. It was intended to be hidden. Is what I remember. I I didn't see it, so. Oh, well, you couldn't see it, but yeah, (laughs) yeah. So we had to jump through that, and then Mm -hmm. we go through up some stairs, and then we're on the roof. You got to remember, like, we had to, it's not like it opens to the bell tower. Like, you had to walk on the roof of the Bellagio. And I remember thinking, if this girl can make it this far, like, this thing will be a miracle. Because there are pipes running all up and down the roof 
all over AC unit stuff, up and downs. I mean, it's just like very dangerous. I'm just selling the shit out of city center is still under construction. Okay. So I remember, I actually want to try to go back to this moment on a visual level. I remember walking up these stairs and seeing that dome for the Mm -hmm. first time and how beautifully lit it was and Mm -hmm. being like, Oh my God, this is unbelievable. Mm -hmm. Uh, This is crazy. It's probably, it's tough. I'm I'm generally more vivid than what I'm able to gather right now. I'm actually Mm -hmm. searching my brain, trying to find visuals and I'm struggling and I'm sure it's because it was such a high in pressure or uh, intense moment Mm -hmm. for me. So I walk crystal. Okay. So now here's what I need everybody that's listening. You take the bell tower at the top of Bellagio. Mm -hmm. You can visualize that. Now visualize the, the railing Mm -hmm. that goes around the bottom of it with the little pillars that are like uh, hourglass shaped pillars. So that is, so there's this huge step up. You could stand on this little platform that circles the whole bell tower, like a little ledge, little ledge. And then you've got that little rail. Mm-hmm. So I can't just stop there yeah. and propose. I'm like, no, we got to put her up on that. <laughs> and so we figure out how to get crystal up on top of that. So mm-hmm. literally at this point, it's me, crystal, Little tiny three and a half foot, four foot fence, Mm -hmm. if you want to call it that, railing, barrier, and then like the fountains Mm -hmm. if you were to fall off the building. Yeah. So once I'm there, I go down, I go open up your, or take off your bandana and it's me on my Mm -hmm. knee. And Mm -hmm. I, so crystals go, it's very, like I said, I think it's important to emphasize this. There's, even if she thought this big thing was about to come. Mm Mm-hmm. There's no way she could have speculated that she'd be yeah. standing on top of the Bellagio inside the bell tower, looking over at the fountains and the strip going. No, I wouldn't have known like the magnitude of right. Pretty cool. What you planned, yeah, it was very cool. It was very cool. Okay, so <laughs> add some details. I just remember you. I mean, I blacked out a little bit. I, I know it's kind of. I'm actually. I thought I'd be able to whiz through the story with all kinds of no, descriptions. I think you're doing a good job. I just remember you saying like. Will you be my wife? And I was like, "Are you for real?" <laughs> what do you? What did you see first? Do you remember? Was it me? Was it, was it like, you. where the hell am I? It was you, because it's like I had to take it off. But I'm like, where is he? You know. Mm-hmm. And then I looked down because I'm looking straight like right, a normal right, person, right, right. but you're down. So then I was like, "Are you serious?" Oh, that's funny. And then I remember seeing like your mom taking pictures. I was like, oh my gosh, he got pictures. I'm so excited. (laughs) Yeah. Photos of that are like majorly important. Yeah. And then does the tower ring a bell? Yeah. I mean, it was like, it was huge. It's huge. It's bigger than the biggest house you've been in. Mm -hmm. That's what people don't, I guess. I didn't get that. I would assume others wouldn't understand mm-hmm. that. That's massive. But from the strip, it looks like it's, you know, it's a small house. No, I think mm-hmm. it's, it's probably like a 10,000 square foot house. Yeah. Like it's, it's gigantic. Yeah. And it's really detailed and lit up very beautifully. Yeah. They did a really great job yeah. on it. Oh yeah. And you gave me a rose. I remember that. And I gave you a rose. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. So that's cool. So then here's, what's funny. Let's fast forward to uh, Friday of last week, 2020. <laughs> Our first kiss. Mm-hmm. Where? It was at Bellagio. Where? At Light. At Light Group. Mm-hmm. Where did I commit to you being my girlfriend? 
At Caramel at Bellagio. Where did I propose to you? <laughs> at Bellagio. Isn't that crazy? And you didn't even plan it and like that. I didn't that. even plan it. <laughs> We're going to be devastated when they bulldoze that casino. The, uh, fun. I know that is funny. All right. Well, there you go. So that's well, how we got engaged. Yeah, and then I was like, okay, I need to call everybody. You're like, no, you don't need to call anybody. And I'm like, no, I need to call like my parents. Like, did you even ask them? <laughs> like, yeah, yeah, they know, blah, blah. And then that you're like, just, I have one more surprise for you and then you can call everybody. I was like, okay, fine. Oh, I didn't tell you. Mm-mm. Oh, that's great. Okay. Keep going. So I'm then, infatuated. Right. So then you take me to your mom's house and like, they're all there and they're all like, like giving me a hug. And I'm like, you're looking at me. I'm looking, I'm like, do they know? And you're like, no. And I'm like, then why is everybody hugging me? Like, <laughs> I mean, my parents knew, obviously, but no one else knew. <laughs> and I just remember, they're like, oh, happy anniversary. Like, and I'm like, what? I was just so confused. And then I, they're like, what'd you guys do? And I'm like, Josh just proposed. They're like, oh, my God, what? <laughs> and the whole room erupts. Yeah, I'm like, oh, I thought that they maybe knew. Uh, so <laughs> or funny. suspected, you know. Yeah. Anyways. And then, like, then we had your mom pull up all the pictures. Oh, we saw that's the right. pictures. So that's we were able to right. just tell right. the story with the pictures. Yeah. And, that, mm-hmm. and, it, and, and my goal was uh, accomplished perfectly because you were able to explain how it went down. Right. With excitement in front of all of your friends with pictures. Yes. I felt pretty cool about it that. It was really cool. You did a really good job. Hey, guys, real quick. When you're in an accident or dealing with a catastrophic injury, you want to make sure you have someone by your side that knows what they're doing. I can tell you that Battleborn Injury Lawyers will not let you down. They are not going to pawn you off. You actually work with the lawyers themselves to ensure that you have a fair case. Seriously, take a moment and save their number in case you ever need it for anything. It's 702-570-9000. That's 702-570-9000. Nine zero 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 Battleborn Injury Lawyers. All right, guys, that's going to do it for today. Thank you so much for listening. If you enjoyed the show, please rate, subscribe, and share our podcast. You can also connect with us on social media or at galindogrouprealestate.com. Until next time, thanks again for listening. <laughs>